Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Talk is Jericho, baby. Talk is Jericho. Talk is Jericho, mama. Talk is me. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll. And today... Stone Temple Pilots. I got founding member Robert DeLeo and new singer Jeff Goot. Their new studio album, Stone Temple Pilots, self-titled, comes out this Friday. Uh, it's the first with the new singer, and it rocks. It's not grunge rehash. Jeff is not trying to be wild. No one can be. You got to check this record out. We're going to talk about it coming up, what it was like writing it, working in the studio together, and what kind of pressure Jeff felt writing and singing with such a huge legacy band. Robert's also talking about their band's last days with Wyland, what ultimately separated them, and then how they hooked up with Linkin Park singer uh, Chester Bennington for a couple of years. Both of them have now since passed away, and Robert's going to talk about both of them. They really miss Chester's great vibe and laugh. Lots of stories, old and new, about Stone Temple Pilots with Rob DeLeo and new singer Jeff Goot, including the incredible audition process Jeff went through. Let's get rocking right here on Talk is Jericho with Stone Temple Pilots. Crank it up. Alright, so uh, it came in here like a chicken with my head cut off I'm late, <laughs> but I have an excuse And actually I was at Scott Ian's house And he said to say hi to you, Scott Ian from Anthrax I love Scott He said he loved you he said, Sweetheart Tell Robert Sweetheart. and Dean I love him Oh, thank you But what I did know is he lives in freaking Topanga Canyon Yeah <laughs> Which is like, you know, on the other side of the state Like Mars Exactly yeah. So finally I'm here, excited to see you guys And like I said, for the first time we meet, which is strange yeah. I think we would have met somewhere before I know, right With Robert DeLeo and then of course the new singer Jeff Goot Yes Which yes. is great, man, super exciting Especially for you guys. Oh, man. I mean, yeah. after the, the lineage of, of singers and, and the issues and, and kind of yeah. the sad stories, yeah. Yeah. Um, how does it feel? Uh, you know, it, it feels like um, getting back on the horse again. Mm. You know what I mean? Been off the horse for a while. And, um, you know, it's, you know, not to get too deep, but it's, it's pretty tragic to see the outcome of, you know, the two singers mm-hmm. we've, we've had in our band. You know, it's, it's, it's tragic to see that. Um, but good things come out of things like that. I don't know if that's really what you want to hear, Jeff, <laughs> yeah, but um, he's yeah. here for a reason. You know, he's here for a reason. Well, you know, the, some of the biggest breaks I ever had in wrestling is if someone gets injured, obviously it's not the same thing, but someone's sure. out for nine months. And listen, it sucks, but 
it opens opportunities and for a guy like yourself you know and I, it's interesting because i watched the the ever see the pearl jam documentary that cameron code crow did no so he's talking about you know the guys were in mother love bone and then andrew wood yeah. dies and then they talk about seeing eddie vetter when he used to monkey bar across the stage and they're like if he falls and dies like i don't know if i can handle this again yeah. so to go through that not just once but twice it's just uh yeah. yeah like you said it's hard to, to 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 fathom yeah but great things like i said i i like to be positive in life mm -hmm. i think it's a, a good thing to pass on to other people on this planet you know mm -hmm. what i mean and i think um you know this is uh we're, we're here for a reason you know yeah right yeah it's yeah. exciting though especially for you jeff where are you from it is i'm from detroit, detroit okay michigan yeah. obviously uh grew up a stone temple pilot fan uh, yeah if, if you're if you're a, if you're a rocker uh, of our age you're familiar <laughs> yeah. with you're familiar with sdp yes yes uh <laughs> we were actually just talking about some of the things we grew up listening to and obviously i was i was around 16 years old when core came out but I was, that was right when i was starting to put my own bands together and do my own stuff you know like i was in high school and we were putting together things that we could play shows to pay for prom and you know what I mean because they would let us use the gym and yeah, yeah. and uh and uh you know and the whole journey is just it helped me get to this point and I've had my my close calls with uh you know record labels and I've gotten signed and and you know very was, unforgiving business it is it is but and, and well yeah and uh fallen out of love out of love with music completely just because i was so tarnished by the business side of it that sure i had to remember why i started to begin with and mm. and um so that to, to ended up going on tv to do a singing show and just because i was through that's not what happened because i know that came yeah. from something along those lines because well, which... I, I had i've been a hiatus from the music industry i wasn't interested you know you I mean? sick of it yeah i was just right. tired tired of the, you know i mean as an artist you know you start taking offense to some things eventually but sure. you know and, and the business side because because it's an art form you know and mm -hmm. And I'm a sensitive guy, so I, you know, I took it to heart. And and then, you know, it's a process of being able to let all those things go, and and uh, uh, the process of moving on, moving forward with my life, and and not carrying baggage with me. And which was another thing that I learned when I was on TV from cause Kelly Rowland was my what mentor. show was it? X Factor. X Factor. I figured, you know what? I was 36 and I'd been away, so I'm like, you know what? What's what's how do you make the biggest splash? You know, and I'd never really been a big fan of those shows because people stand in line for a day and they get their shot where you know i'm doing it for 25 years at that point <laughs> but i'm like what other way to go do it and, and just go be like hey i'm a i'm a singer this is this is what we look like you know what i mean like and kind of like so do it you, know? you say 36 i'm like dude i would have guessed you were 25 i'm 41 now wow so, you know, yeah you don't yeah. look at it at all thank you but isn't that kind of old to be on old we're all yeah, around the same was, age old, but, but that was, to be on that show is it more for like you know yeah, but there's no age limit on that show okay and the and the the grand prize was a five million dollar contract so i mean five million the first time i went on it yeah so i was like well of course i'm gonna go do that you know what i mean because what right, other ways right. there to get your name out there right away and and all those things led me down this path to, you know so i have experience with the television side of it and doing all those things but all those things led me to this path of of stp now and 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 hey you're gonna go in the studio and you're gonna write a record you're gonna do all these things with this band and and i've done all those things in so many different levels leading up to this point that it was yeah. it was all like made it was like my late my my life was cater made tailor for this tailor made for this, yeah. for this moment but it was all disappointments in my life you know what i mean yeah. and it's all how i how i chose to look at them and the fact that i'm 41 and i'm and i'm still here doing this and and, and it was it was, <laughs> it was a thing when, when there was a 41 no, year old overnight sensation yeah when there was no guarantee you know i was even at 41 there was no guarantee and it was still the mindset i had when i was 20 when i first moved out to los angeles you know what's interesting place. too though like um 
you're talking about kind of like the last chance, you know, I'm just going to give it a shot. The Steel Panther is like that as well. Guys that have been around LA. I need. We used to play with those guys scenes. in my old band. Yeah, dude, <laughs> 1995 playing yeah. at the Coconut Club with yeah, this Van right, Halen tribute. Right. And they decided just forget it. We're just going to have fun from right. now on. We'll put together this fun band. Yeah. And now they're headlining arenas. You they're, just never know what's going to happen. They're, they're sweet guys, too. Yeah, great guys. Really, really great guys. And actually, they they gave me a chance to listen to their original music and it's great mm-hmm. they're great songwriters so catchy. yeah yeah they're great songwriters but the thing about them too and I'm, I'm sure it's the same with you jeff they understand how rare it is yeah. to get to that point and they're not assholes about it like no. for you to get yeah. this gig after all you're gonna appreciate it it's yeah. all about keeping it that taking all the negative stuff that has happened in, in your <laughs> life and and turning it around and making it into something right. positive you know if you let them if you let the negative stuff tear you down and then you know they're, then they're just they just think those things become excuses you yeah. know yeah. and you, you gotta find ways to get too. over those things and and really use them to your advantage to make something beautiful well so, it's it's not the, it's not the easiest thing to try to make it in music you know what not. i mean it's like i you but know what is that you know man. what is but that but you understand yeah. that too robert we're talking about having two singers that, that are gone now yeah. and still be a huge band i mean that's a, to get to the stone temple pilots point and then all the stuff you've been through and still be yeah. a big band that's yeah. rare too well you know i think i think a lot of that is song power yeah. you know what i mean i think i think the main thing and this is something that you know scott and i shared back in the 80s when i first met him is writing the best songs that you can mm-hmm. you know that's that's really what is memorable in people's minds because i always look at it this way i'm a huge fan of music i'll always be a huge fan of music there's people that i look up to and you know those songs i know what they do to me mm-hmm. so when people say that about my stuff it's really hard to comprehend first off but I know what they mean because songs can, you know, bring you to a different place in life that that is a, you know, a smell or a vision or yeah. a memory or, yeah, you know, exactly. you triggers right. memories, right? Yeah. 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 It's the beauty of music. So what was your uh, you and, and, and your brother and, and Eric's mindset after because you're still working with Chester before he passed yes. away? So well, he no, still... no, no. He had he had left the band. OK. By them. So he had left. Yeah. And you once again left in this position with yeah. having a singer. Yeah. What, what was your thought process to finally get you, started again? You know, um, we we just felt that you know there's always going to be a valid excuse to make new music you know what i mean um as well as the songs that we've we've written in the past and once again you know it's something we would have never thought of but in today's day and age you know that we live in now you know we put out a worldwide thing to get people to audition it was a worldwide audition so it was a worldwide kind of ad yes it a was a modern day ad in the back of village voice no it was a video <laughs> like do do this send it to the and we've got we got 15,000 people 20,000 oh people and you know that's the only way you're going to really find out who is out there mm-hmm. in the world we have the web now to like access those things you know what i right. mean not just show up at a place it's actually have people audition from the world mm-hmm. and there was like 15 20 thousand people that dean eric and i went through i mean personally so went through. sending in videos sending videos and so they, you personally went through yes 15 000. 20 000 videos oh my goodness yeah the how how do you do that well you know you can kind of tell when there's a guy <laughs> in shorts <laughs> right. sitting in a 
couch with an acoustic guitar. Next. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? I don't mean to be. No, but I mean, obviously, you're looking for a certain thing. There's a certain, and God bless that they, you know, did that, that they took the time to do it. We're very, very thankful and grateful for that. But, you know, there's a certain thing that, you know, somebody's putting their iPhone while they're driving. Mm -hmm. And it's, not, I mean, how serious. You, you can kind <laughs> right, of flip, right, right, right. you can kind of flip through it and kind of go to the next one. Yeah. I kind of knew, you know, we had three or four songs lined up for people to sing to. And, you know, I knew exactly in the video part there where to go to when they started singing. And it was like, yeah, or nay, mm -hmm. right away. You know what I mean? Instantly. Instantly. So getting rid of the first 10,000 or you know, 13,000, uh, you know, is probably not 19,000. So <laughs> you know, 600 and, you know, 19,950. Fifty of them, you know. But I'm saying, so you're paring down to that final fifty. Yeah. Then that's when it starts probably getting harder. Well, you know, it, it was one of those things too, where when you see someone on video, you know, there's a lot that's to be said about what they really do. But then when some people showed up in person, there were some great people. There were some great singers that showed up. Mm -hmm. um, then, then you could really tell because it's 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 a it's a multifaceted layer of of seeing someone hearing someone meeting someone you know seeing what they're like and and you know it's funny because jeff didn't even audition for the he you he never was, sent in i uh, wasn't a one, submission no. you weren't even one of the twenty thousand. no no i was out of the country when they did it so i was like i was doing my own thing so that was my focus at the time, you know. And if we met you earlier, you would have saved a lot. <laughs> right? <laughs> Come on, man. Jeez, you can be a little bit nicer next time. Yeah. But I yeah. Would sit there from you know two in the afternoon till twelve at night, just going, looking, <laughs> looking at vid videos of people like, wow, like now I'm sick of my own songs. Yeah. You know right. I mean? Do you get to a point like I know? Um, talking with Billy Sheehan when yeah. they were putting together the David Lee Roth band yeah. Yeah. and Dave left it to Billy and Steve Vai yeah. to find out who the drummer was going to be. And they right. said the same thing, 500 drummers. They said it got so bad. If somebody came in and like complained about anything, oh, the traffic was bad. Bye. What? Bye, oh, the right. weather's the shit. See you later. Did right. you get to a point where like, I can't, I'm just going to forward if I see anything. You know, yeah. And, and you know, but the thing when, when you got in the room with the person, you know, you thought, uh, you know, they've, they've traveled from different parts of the world, mm -hmm. you know, people came in from england people came in from norway you know it, australia and you know you have to at least show them the consideration of right. playing the songs you know what i mean you can't just go hey i don't like the way you talk yeah you know, yeah, like, yeah. go back to australia <laughs> you know what i mean so it was a matter of i can least, tell too from talking to you for 15 minutes that you're a pretty nice guy well we're all nice guys you know, we like to consider you know you have a good heart so you don't want to insult somebody that no, came all this way no, man no you i know? mean you know the the thing in life that would help a lot of people out is put yourself in other people's positions mm -hmm. you know and that's that's the thing is is treating people like like you'd want to be treated isn't that like an old saying that yeah, kind right, of sure. still shines through in life you know what i mean so that's that's really what it is. It's just giving people the consideration. So you mentioned that you had twenty thousand submissions, <laughs> and the guy that you choose didn't even submit. How did you find out about Jeff and get connected, etc.? How did we do that, Jeff? I had a couple angles going, but uh, <laughs> did you hear about this and well, put I'd, some feelers? I heard about it like randomly, but I was with like all my team and my people, so it wasn't like I was going to give it a lot of actual consideration at that time you know so when i when you i doing solo stuff yeah i had my band we were we were playing overseas we were like everywhere dubai and 
So when you did Cairo the X Factor, did you did you win? No, I came in second. Gotcha. Came okay, in second so, place, and gotcha. then uh, and then I became some friends with some people overseas who uh, are like dear family to me now, and I've gone over to Jordan a few times and done all that and uh we played started just started wanting to put a show together over there and turn into a big tour and then so i was consumed with all that stuff when they started this and then when i got back i i heard a song on the radio and it was i think it was interstate love song but don't quote me on that but (laughs) i called my buddy in new york who i knew knows everyone and like i know he can send him he can send their manager whoever their manager is you know know, within 10 minutes he can get a hold of them so Mm -hmm. i'm like i hit him up and was like hey did they ever find a singer? And he's like, I'll send him your stuff right now. And it was funny because I was on tour with the Hollywood Vampires. Oh, you play with them too? Yeah. So Shep is a good friend of mine. Oh, yeah. What a great dude. Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, that's a whole other thing. We could talk yeah. about that. Right. Yeah. So uh, funny enough, I w- we were in Detroit yeah. playing... Uh, Pine Knob, DTE. It's called DTE now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pine Knob. The amphitheater. Pine Knob. So we're playing there, and after the show... This guy goes, uh, hey, how's your singer thing going? We did a little meet and greet thing afterwards. And this guy goes, did you find a singer? I said, no. Um, he goes, man, you should check out this guy, Jeff Good. He's from here. And it, it was like, oh, I will, man. I will. It was really cool. The guy was like, he's great, man. He's been doing it for a long time. He's pro. So that guy, Chris, was talking Chris, you up. Yep. Yeah, so that that's that was a sign right there, you know, like a. And you know what? I barely know that guy. I only know him because I went to go see. How I know that guy is I went to go see um, Sebastian Bach, and he played at this little uh, Dude. amphitheater right by my house. <laughs> and uh, and that guy Chris, he's he's a he's a DJ at a club I have lunch at in Detroit. But then he uh, he I saw him. He's like. Dude, I used to be in Madame X with Sebastian Bach like, oh, way back in the day. Chris, Chris Godzilla Dolliber. Dolliber. How bad him. is that? Yes. Why do I know that's that? That's him. That's him. Godzilla that's the, the dude that told him about me. At the- <laughs> wow. Who would have ever thought the dude from Madame X connected to the yeah. Stone Temple Pilots? That was right? Chris. Yeah. That was Chris. Wow, no yep. kidding. Yeah, that yep. guy used to be in Madame X. Great guy. Sweetheart guy. Yeah, and nice and he took a liking to me because he 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 knew he found me to be a talented no guy. Shit. You know what I mean? He the wasn't trying to pull killer hair back in the day, too. He still got it. He still got it. Yeah. He's like, great, man. great guy. Things you yeah. never thought you'd talk yeah. about on the show. This is Madame X. Wow. <laughs> Surprised you knew who Chris Dolliver was. For some yeah. reason, I just remember his name, yeah. Godzilla. That's Boom. That's wow. So he's the guy that 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 yep. passed on the name. Mm-hmm. Yep. So then, did you? Guys... Thank you, Chris. Yeah, thanks, Thank Chris. You, Chris. You're high in high school. Great name. A great tune. <laughs> I love that tune. <laughs> so did you guys? Then did you call him up for an audition, or what's the process? Yeah, then? we did. We did that, and we got together, and it was like I like I said, you know, I, there was. Look, I wouldn't want to be in the position that Jeff's in or anybody like that because you have to be uh, kind of two-sided with things. You've got to respect the catalog and a, and a, a 30-year, you know... Lineage, legacy. Of, yeah, yeah of, of, of material and, and, and a band being together. But, you know, I think what we really wanted to focus on too was moving forward and making a new record mm-hmm. and new music. And I think that was, uh, that's, that's a lot to ask of anyone, you know, to, to be able to do that. And uh, Jeff just handled that the best, mm-hmm. you know, out of everyone we met with. He just handled that the best. He knew where this was going. We, we sat down in my studio and we played him some new material we were working on and you know melodies and stuff were were coming out and it was like you you gotta be able to be on the same page with someone and we we just finished up a 
a record that we're all really proud of, really proud of this record. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. There's so much too about being in a band because it's not just the player or the musicianship. It's it's the chemistry, it's the yeah. attitude, it's what's it going to be like spending twenty three and a, twenty two and a half hours on a bus together? This person going to drive year. me nuts, <laughs> you know? I mean, because I know for our band, we have the band. We've been through a lot of guys, and when one of our guys had to leave for a bit, gosh, it was so hard. Oh man, well, this guy's a great bass player. I know, but he's not. It's not Paul E D. It's not the same guy. Chemistry, right. you know, and that's so important, right? You know, and how do you judge that right away? Right. No, it takes. I mean, we we. Uh, it took uh, eight months. You eight know? months. It took eight months of silence. And how do you mean? We were kind of courting gotcha. Jeff for eight months before, you know, almost a year ago. So you guys like hanging out and just kind of yeah. judging what this guy's going to be like? Work, working on things too. I was working in the studio, you know, with them and working on songs and tracks and all that stuff all the time, like not knowing if they were had anyone else, but uh, that they were working with at the same, but at the same time, at the same time, I kind of didn't care. You know I'm yeah, like, we didn't. I'm like, I'm just, doing, ah, thank you. <laughs> yes. But I was, you know, I'm just like, I'm just going to go in there and control what I can and not worry about the rest and do what I'm good at. And the things that I'm good at, you know, they'll pick up on and no pressure, things, man. It was all on you. <laughs> right. Hey, but know? is it hard to like, for example, you got these three guys who've been together for 30 years, odd years, who've been through Wyland and Chester and all these ups and downs. And you, come in it's almost three against not three against one but like it, it's hard is it hard to kind of like i didn't see that fit in right away i know i didn't see I any didn't of see that, that part because that's good at the end of the day like it's like it's like kind of like what i'd have to tell myself every time i go up on stage it's like everyone there wants to be blown away by you you know they want to love you you just mm. have to go out there and give it to them mm. you know what i mean and, yeah. if you, and if you do it the right way with the right attitude they're going to you know right so so that's kind of how I approached the whole thing. Like, I mean, they, 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 they need a singer to come in here and, and be a certain thing and do this and, you know, and, and really step up. And I'm like, that's just what I'm going to do. And I'm just going to put my nose to the grind and, and make it work, you know. It's so interesting, what too, because it's not like, you know, I don't know, a journey scenario where Steve Perry is still alive and they just can't get along. I mean, you, know, you have to continue the band and continue yeah. these songs. Yeah. Somebody has to sing them. And it seems like there'd be a lot of goodwill from your fans yeah. hoping that you found the right guy yeah you know i don't i don't know what right means the right guy i just think that you know jeff is the guy who can do both things honor the catalog and like i said it's a, it's a lot to ask of someone to do that it's, it's six records it's a lot, <laughs> a lot right <laughs> to go through it all yeah. a couple times <laughs> yeah it is it is it's a lot it's, it's, a lot it's interesting too Great, because though. like wyland um I mean, we played a show with him in Shreveport, Louisiana, at some outside festival underneath a highway, like a you know, it's like on the, yeah. like underneath the highway area. Yeah. And I watched him play. It was probably about six months before he passed away, and he was still wild and like yeah. 
you know, that guy is one of the greatest frontmen in rock history. Yeah. And that's another thing that you have to, you can't replace that, but there's a, there's a certain frontman position. You can't just be standing yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. You know, that, that's yeah. another pressure for you as well, Jeff. Do you feel that? Well, if I, if I see it as pressure, it becomes pressure, but <laughs> I, I just don't look at it that way, you know, cause I've been on stages, you know, my whole, everyone thinks that I'm new, but I've been doing this a really long time. So it's like, it's, I've had to, I just rely on my experience and what, you know, I, yeah. I don't really think about that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I just try to, mm-hmm. I, I just think, I try to get into the song as much as I you just possibly do your gig. can. And, you yeah. Know. I mean, if I thought about it too much, I probably wouldn't be doing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> if I had to think myself right out of it. Yeah. You know yeah, what, yeah, I mean? yeah. What, what did you find about Wyland as a, as a performer, like a, on the positive side of things? Like I said, a great front man. What yeah. was it about him? Scott, you know, he, he, he worked at that. He, he worked at that, you know, because when we first met, he was a completely different build. You know, he was, yeah, he was kind of a, more of a jock football player kind of guy. And he, and he, you know, he, I think by the third record, he really figured out what he wanted to be. And that was, uh, you know, I think we all do it as, as musicians, you know, we kind of study the past and we kind of go through and, and see what we like about certain things and you know being a bass player i love motown and r&b that's kind of where i pick up that and that leads into you know watching james brown dance and and i want to incorporate that (laughs) right you know it's all these things that you pick up along the way and um scott wasn't really hip to a lot of 70s music he kind of when we first met i still had long hair and and kind of going through my my t-rex and aerosmith phase still led zeppelin and mm-hmm. you know heavily and and you know he 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 used to you know say man you're, you're so 70s and i said man you should listen to like led zeppelin and listen to this and listen to that and bowie and all these things kind of came together and i think as he picked picked that up he realized you know what he wanted to be mm-hmm. you know and it was it was a it was a combination of a lot of different things you know, and he learned how to be that person because he wasn't that when we first started out. Mm. And, you know, coming out of the era that was considered grunge, you know, I, I don't I don't think, you know, it wasn't it wasn't fashionable. You know, that era was a total, you know, backlash of of of, you know, from from hair. 80s bands. glam. Metal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I look at the 80s stuff and I go, well, there's people that, you, you know, could play. Absolutely. There was people that could play. Yeah, yeah. No matter what they were wearing or what they looked like, there were people that could play. Mm-hmm. And that's my lack of prejudice towards any kind of music. I love all music. I love all music. I don't put any music down. Once you start putting music down, it's like my whole thing is learn how to play it and then judge it. You know what I mean? Don't judge music if you don't know how to play it. You know what I mean? Totally. But I love all kinds of music. And I worked on the Sunset Strip, you know, before we got signed. Did you? Yeah, I did. I worked at Mesa Boogie. (laughs) No kidding. I worked at Mesa Boogie for five (laughs) years. And I saw a lot of bands come and go. And it gave me a blueprint of, uh, you know, how to and how not to treat people. Mm. You know what I mean? And and that's what I learned from being there. There were a lot of bands that came in and were um, so caught up in L.A. and being a big thing in L.A. and, and, And I just... I just thought if, you know, Scott and I, Scott worked across the street. He, he used to drive models to the shoot. And he, and, he, and he had this big, uh, he had this big old 60s Lincoln. It was beautiful. It was like a cream puff car he got from some old, it was like an old lady car. And he was driving models around in this, in this uh, big old Lincoln. 
but he would call me up and or come over and go, man, I got this idea, you know, put something to this. And that's how we kind of wrote core was from, you know, working caddy corner across the street from each other. That's cool. But you know, when you get into that scenario where you're making your first record and the record does well, and you know, you're moving on to your second record. It, I mean, there's really no time to really think about things. Mm -hmm. You're just kind of, you're doing, mm -hmm. you're doing, and sometimes you're doing things that you shouldn't be doing. And sometimes you're doing things you should be doing, but it's, it's ultimately like joining the circus. <laughs> there's not, there's not you the know, truth. there's not a lot of reality <laughs> in, in what we do. Who, who was the hot band on the strip when you were working at Maze Boogie? Oh God. So that must've been like 87. So like Guns N' Roses and mm -hmm. Poison and... Right, those bands. Yeah. Was yeah. there any bands that, were, that never made it that were hot that you remember? Uh, Bang Tango. They kind of had a little bit of cup yeah. of coffee, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's funny you should say Bang Tango because the first time when I ever got discovered and how I got into dry cell to begin with was yeah. because I was playing at a club in Detroit and the singer from Bang Tango walked in, Joe really? Stay, mm -hmm. and he's like, dude, uh -huh. I know this band looking for a singer because they were just signed. To <laughs> oh, man. man. Dude, you get those glam metal guys helped you out a lot, dude. dude right? right. Lots yeah, of them. I was, I was a guitar player back then, so I was into that stuff. <laughs> who were your influences as a singer when you were growing up? Oh, man. Well, obviously, Sebastian Bach, who was like, because of the power and range. Such a great vocal, singer. Yeah. Man. To this day. To this day, He's yeah. never lost a step. He's amazing. Yeah. And then, I mean, then it, it goes into like the people who have like, the tone, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like uh, Bob Seger and Joe Cocker and from everything from that to like Neil Diamond and people that where you just know that their voice as soon as you hear it, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? The timber in their voice and like, cause those are the hardest things. Those, you can never emulate that stuff. You just have to be born with that, you yeah. know? So yeah. that's why I hold those things the most sacred, you know? Mm -hmm. But obviously like a Sebastian Bach, I learned, I learned how to sing because I was out at my dad's house <laughs> every weekend and i had the house to myself so i would turn on wasted time by sebastian by uh, slave of the guard yeah and i sang that song probably ten thousand times until i had <laughs> until i had it perfect you know what i mean and i can't even sing it anymore but I, it's got such range from the so low range and, and the beauty high, and the control yeah. and all and i and it, i could i could hear well so i could know if i could if i was emulating it well mm -hmm. or not but Got to, I got pretty close. Well, that's the beauty of <laughs> that's the beauty of music, you know. It's the gift that keeps on giving, you know. Because he, I would imagine, learned a lot from Halford. Sure. Oh yeah. And, that, yeah. and who Halford learned, and that's great. That's call. kind of you know what I mean. Yeah. It's the gift that keeps on giving. That's the beauty of music, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. I just read Bruce Dickinson's book, and he said that when he was uh, starting, it was Ian Gillen from Deep Purple, uh, the right. Crazy World of Arthur Brown. Oh man, Fire, Fire, yeah, Fire. Oh, and then man. the other one was he said Ronnie James Dio, and I never heard that in his voice until he mentioned it. There's a lot of Dio in Bruce's voice. Yeah. But just yeah. I like to hear like those because you're like, oh, I hear it now. Absolutely. I never noticed it before you know so arthur what was his the, name? The, the arthur brown arthur the crazy brown. world of arthur, arthur brown. brown and he wore all like the costumes and the gimmicks tripper man yeah tripper back he was doing stuff in like 68 that no one was doing right. dress sure. with makeup on like yeah kind of pre alice cooper yeah all the kind know? of the big costumes and all that sort of yeah. thing as you can see bruce has a little bit of that in yeah. there as well you know fire fire that's a crazy song. <laughs> yeah. The God of Hellfire. Yeah, right? That's, that's right. That's the, like one. That. that's the one. That's the one. That's the one. I was listening to Meadow. You know what's funny? Here's Let me go back a little bit. I was listening to the radio the other day, and I heard this song. And I knew that you guys had a new song, but I hadn't heard it yet. Hadn't heard the new singer. I said, that's got to be the new Stone Temple Pilots <laughs> song. It's just so Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, wow. It's like a classic yeah. 
you know, tune with the melody line and everything and your voice fits perfectly. It's not a Wyland clone, but there's a little Wyland in there, but it's a lot of your own too, which is, yeah, I think, a pretty was, good. He had a lot of influence on me too, as, as well as like, you know, the people that influenced him, like Jim Morrison mm -hmm. and, and David yeah. Bowie. And it goes all the way back to the Carpenters and, and all this, like, you know, the stuff that I would, my dad's record collection, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like all that stuff is like, I can, I can hear all that stuff in, in his, in his delivery. And so it's, yeah, it, it's been a big part of my journey too. You, you know? know, you know, what was interesting is when Scott and I would write a song, you know, I, I would, usually when I wrote a piece of music, I would have a, a melody with it. Songs like Interstate Love Song. And, you know, sometimes if I had a melody, I would you know, go to Scott and say, check out this melody. And he's like, that's exactly the melody I had. Mm -hmm. So we shared a lot of that and we kind of passed that on to Jeff once in a while, like, hey, check out this melody. Yeah. And, and it really is kind of a, a Stone Temple Pilots it was done so like quick and like because like like some of the melody stuff early yeah. on was done like really fast because i was yes. just like boom 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 let we me were get still them trying them out and, uh, <laughs> i was trying to get in as many as i could and, and if you didn't last they would have kept your melody you though know, right, right? <laughs> that's ours now <laughs> he's he, he put down what'd you put five or six there's six six in songs in one night yeah the first day like, yeah. all right this guy yeah and a lot, of that, a lot of those were like you you would go back and be like dude listen to the melody i had for that and it was like almost exactly the same and it was we like i didn't want to be like same thing. yeah a couple of times it'll be like you know i'm like no no no, i don't want to hear anything until i want to i just want a fresh well, you got fresh boost you know what i mean a fresh yeah. time at it you know sometimes be like what'd you guys have <laughs> <laughs> but like i said it's perfect and it's really good to hear because i'm sure it's exciting for you for yeah. both you guys but like you know it, when you get a new band member especially a new singer and you know it's the right guy like you're probably thinking oh mm. my gosh this is so great yes that feeling yes finally back <laughs> on the horse again, yeah yeah, yeah let's talk a little bit about chester how did you uh it was an interesting choice to bring him in but it really fit how did you uh decide to, to to work with him you know chester always kind of said he was a you know i hate to use the word fan i hate that word but you know he he grew up on our music he told us later on, you know, he came to some of our first shows when he was a kid. Mm. And, um, you know, at the time when things had gotten weird with Scott, you know, we, we were looking for someone to, I don't, I don't know if, if go out and tour was the whole thing. I think it was a whole thing that Chester brought. He brought a, a vibe, a really great vibe to this band. Um, Chester's one of those people that were, he was always in the, the, the the solving something he was never complaining about something mm. he was always saying you know let's just go out and kick ass you know it wasn't like uh, 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 uh if we do if we do this if we you know he never was like that mm. it was like always in the the solving the problem mm. and you know just having that positive vibe he i mean let's face it he really didn't have to do sdp mm -hmm. he was doing sure. fine with lincoln yeah. park you know, he really didn't have to do it, but it was something that he wanted to do. And he gave that all he could, all he could. And we admired him for that because there were times where, you know, we were like, I wish we could tour more, but he just, he, could, he couldn't. Mm -hmm. He couldn't with what he had going on. But that guy just brought, you know, he just brought such a great vibe to our world at the time when we needed that. We really, really needed that at the time. Things were not good around that time mm -hmm. and um just what he brought like i said not only vocally but just vibe wise you know i miss that guy 
I missed that. Well, guy. It's like you said, he didn't have to do it, but it's the same. of just Axl Rose singing with ACDC popped in my head. Right. You don't have to do it, but like we're all fans of something. Right. And to get that opportunity, like, are you kidding me? I can sing with STP. I'm in. Absolutely. No matter what it takes, I'll do it. And, and on that note, it was really fun for all of us. Yeah. You know, it was really fun for all of us. I'm you sure Axel. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure Axel, I mean, Axel sang ACDC stuff great. Amazing. You know, great. so good. Yeah. Were you surprised at Chester's passing? Or did you have, Absolutely. did you have inclinations that oh, he had? No, no. It's unbelievable, right? That you, people, you never know. I had a friend of mine that did the same thing. You never would have guessed that, not in a million years. You know, you know, someone once said, you know, we all have a battle inside that no one else knows about, mm-hmm. you know yeah. what I mean? And, uh, we all have that battle inside that no one knows about. And, right. uh, no, I, I, I just remember, you know, every time we lived in the same town together, okay. so we brought our kids to school. Oh yeah. You know, it was more of a community thing mm-hmm. and, and, uh, you know, at our, at our son's baseball games and, you know, and he just, you know, he always had a hug and a kiss for mm-hmm. me. You know what I mean? And it was like that kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what you remember for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned something earlier. I wanted to ask you about your opinion on, uh, and I've talked to Billy Corgan about this. And you're talking about grunge. And what exactly does that even mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. why was that? What was it in your opinion? I think that was a way for record companies to market a new thing that could they could make money off of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think a lot of bands got caught up in that um you know but one thing i can say is there was some really valid great music that came out of that absolutely it definitely stood on its own without being called grunge i didn't even know what grunge was you know i didn't even know what it was i the people that were already signed i didn't really know about them i i i gotta say i'm not a i don't listen to a lot of new music i mean i actually listen to jazz mm-hmm Jazz has always been kind of a thing for me. Motown. Yeah, said, Motown yeah. and stuff. But I, I just, you know, when you get signed to a record label and, you know, they want you to be in a certain movement, there's not a lot you can really do about that. But you have to, you know, one thing we did get straight with Atlantic Records is we did want full control over any, anything we did creative. And when we made those records, there was no one from Atlantic Records there. They got the record and they were like, great. Mm -hmm. And they gave us, and that's what was great about Atlantic Records. They did give us full control creatively. Um, and, And that was the main thing we wanted. But overall, I mean, I wish there was more camaraderie in the bands of those days. I mean, it, it almost seemed like everyone was just a little snobbish about you know the the music yeah. they were making and there was no because i go back to 60s and 70s and there were you know joe cocker's doing the beatles mm-hmm. you know you think about that concept and who would be doing that now like a year after it came out yeah you know or what I mean? hendrix yeah. hendrix goes to england along, along and does sergeant pepper sergeant pepper and along the wash as well yeah does sergeant pepper the weekend it comes out yes yeah i mean that's camaraderie right and that's 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 respect that that doesn't really exist anymore mm-hmm but it doesn't mean that I don't, you know, Billy Corgan, I love, I love Smashing Pumpkins. Mm-hmm. A great, great band. And Billy's very, very talented. Absolutely. Because what he said, he said, we, we didn't know grunge. I was just playing a derivative of Black Sabbath. We were doing yeah. Zeppelin and, right. and uh, you know, Motown and all these things. I, I didn't 
get into music to to be a you know a part of the scene. <laughs> yeah, that's I was right. Just, just, just carrying on what we learned. You just you kind know? of got lumped. Like we were talking about Skid Row. Like Skid Row was, was called a hair metal band. Well, they were a band like that had hair, something, yeah. But they were also super heavy, at least from Slave. The well, grind a lot on. of that it's like uh, for me because I've had to study music and and do all of that, like like trying to figure out how to make it. You know what I mean? Mm. Whatever that is, but. uh as just as a fan sitting from the outside, like to me, like the glam thing kind of created the gr- had had to ha- the grunge thing had to happen because the glam thing was just it was all about fun and partying and the glitz and the glam. And then when when the quote unquote grunge came out, it was really real and really raw. Mm. And I think it just something there was something about that that really attracted people to that we're dealing with real problems yeah. and we're trying to you know it wasn't all about partying. You know what I mean? Well, it so. had to cleanse itself, cleanse the palate too, yeah. with no more of the, the costumes and the hair and yeah. it's just too much. But like everything, everything gets then then that's what everyone's doing and it's that's what everyone has to do. Just jumps on the bandwagon. Yeah, I was going through a very big like. Uh, Slick back hair, long side. I remember yeah. vintage clothes with wingtips, and <laughs> you know, I just uh, and then I'd hear grunge, and I would think, you know, I'm the I'm the furthest thing from yeah. grunge. Yeah. Man. You're stylish, I just, yeah. I just wanted to, you know, go out and represent myself as, and that was, you know, adding little pieces of what I learned over the years and how I wanted to present myself. Well, yeah, even I remember Wyland wear like a suit and tie yeah, on stage sometimes. Yeah, like yeah. you guys did not have that look at all. No, just, just dumped really, in that category. Yeah. yeah. But um, you know that's 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 how, that's how, you know it is called the music business, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the part of the business, you know, because I forget who said that, you know, if 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 there wasn't any music with the business, it would be great. Or and the same goes for if <laughs> yeah, there wasn't any I'm business. Right, I know. <laughs> yeah. Who said it? Uh, Geffen, Geffen said that, said yeah. that right? Yeah. David Geffen? David Geffen said that. He said so, if there wasn't any music... If, be, if there wasn't any musicians, the music industry would be great. <laughs> Typical suit on the other side. Right? <laughs> yeah. Or artists or something. Did you I see that documentary? It was, yeah, it was a documentary. Yeah. That's a great documentary. On David Geffen? Amazing. I haven't seen it. Amazing. Really? Yeah. Great Interesting to check out for sure. Great documentary on him. PBS documentary, right? Uh, I think it was part of a, a, another I'll band's documentary. Oh no, he has his own documentary out. It was part of the Eagles. Oh, wait, was it part of the Eagles? It was part of the Eagles. It was in the Eagles documentary. It was in the Eagles documentary. That was, was Eagles oh documentary. yeah, because Geffen and the Eagles had a had a big issue, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, right, right. But it was it was it was Glenn Fry saying that he said it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jackson <laughs> Brown hooked him up. Yeah, together, and then Geffen gave them back their publishing. Oh, after he gave it back to Jackson Brown and not them, <laughs> <laughs> they were pissed. Yeah, <laughs> right, 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 exactly. Yeah, but there is a there is a Geffen documentary that's incredible. Mm. I see that one. Yeah. Check it out. Incredible. Did you ever see uh, Stone Temple Pilots? I was going to ask you earlier when yeah, you were. I was. Go- I wasn't really a big concert guy. Oh, okay, I, mean, I didn't go to. I would love to watch them on TV, like concerts on right. TV whenever they were on, just because I can't stand that. I get claustrophobic. Me neither, and, man. Drives me nuts, man. I know. I'm, I, when I'm on stage, I'm like, I'm so glad I'm up here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, know. I, I does, not want to be out there. It does kind of uh, warp you. Like, I can't go to a festival anymore. No. Because I, I, I have to be, like, they asked me when they had the old cella, like the, the Stones and Beatles. Like, yeah. you're going to go, like, yeah. I can't. I can't go stand in the crowd. Oh, you have anxiety. I don't know anybody like, backstage. McCartney's gonna get, not going to give me a pass, so I'm not going. Yeah. You know, it's hard. And then you got people from up in hotel rooms shooting people. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just a horrible thing, you know? Yeah. We've actually played that exact stage. I can visualize seeing Mandalay Bay. It's right over to your right up there. You know, it's just, you know, you have the Bataclan thing with the Eagles of Death Metal and the thing that happened with, uh, 
with um, I can't remember, was it Selena Gomez or, or yeah, in, so, oh, in no, England? Was, uh, De- was Ariana Demi, Grande. Ariana Grande. If you're talking about um, you know some of these great things that you've done, Robert, and you mentioned playing with um, with the Hollywood vampires, tell me a little bit about that. Oh man, that was fu- it's really fun, really fun. What a great group of guys. Yeah, it's really really a fun time. I mean, uh, how'd you get involved in that? I just got asked, you know, uh, Joe Perry and uh, Dean, Dean and I will be playing in Joe Perry's band uh, next month. Oh, he's doing like a solo thing? Yeah. Oh, that's couple, great. A couple shows. And, How uh, is that for you? Like, oh, you're playing with Joe Perry, and uh, I think you opened for Kiss at before. Uh, it's, it's, it's um, you know, it's, it's like I said, being a fan of music still. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, it's an incredible feeling for me. It's such an honor because these are people... There's one thing I say to a few people, and, and when I meet people like that, I have to say thank you for raising me, because they, they did. Yeah. They raised me. Yeah. And, you know, Alice Cooper, it's very surreal being up on stage doing 18 and looking over and seeing Alice Cooper, who is still sounding amazing. Still, yeah. I can't believe how good he is still. Yeah. He's really that good. And another one of the nicest guys you could ever meet. Amazing, amazing down-to-earth sweetheart guy how is it being in the band with johnny depp great yeah johnny's a good player he's a great player and he's a sweetheart person Mm. i mean he really has a great heart really really great guy to hang around with he's really a sweet guy it's funny alice was telling me that uh, they have like the vips meet and greets and he said it's joe perry and alice cooper and uh johnny depp and he said (laughs) (laughs) they go right yeah 90 percent of the people just walk right by alice Uh, and joe it's it's amazing because we would be playing a hotel like a, a casino type thing and you know when you're down in the dressing room and there's you know you, you get a guy coming with the cart, the room service cart, and he's bringing you water. It's usually some old dude, you know, because Johnny's there. It's like four girls that come down with the cart. And you're like, did you really need four girls to bring that down? I remember we, we, we uh, landed in Sweden. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we came down off the, the plane. And at, they had the stairs that came up, the metal stairs that came up to the plane. And, uh, you know, it's usually two dudes down there, right? Here we are in Sweden. We arrive at like 10 in the morning, and there's two girls, two blonde Swedish girls down there who I don't know who they asked. Like, can we go there and see Johnny Depp? (laughs) Right. Because that's really what it was all about. You know, it's like we we all have some level of notoriety and some level of fame. And, you know, you get some autographs and some pictures. But you get a guy like that that's a whole different level. Oh, man. But, you know, he doesn't really carry that around with Mm. him. And I really respect that in him. He's, he's, He's a sweetheart. Really, yeah. really love Johnny. It's, uh, we uh, hosted a, an award show actually here at the Nokia Theater a couple of years ago, and Johnny showed up to play guitar with Marilyn Manson. Mm-hmm. And um, Slash and I were sharing a dressing room, and so Slash said, hey, come upstairs. Let's go to uh, Johnny's dressing room. I'm like, yeah, sure. I had to do something. I'll meet you up there. I go up there, and there's a big, giant bodyguard, and he's standing there. I'm like, hey, I'm just going to go. He's like, uh, I understand, but uh, I can't let you in. I'm like, but Slash is in there. He's invited me. I understand. But he said, I can come in. I understand. But I, I just want to go on. I, all he kept saying was, I understand. And basically, like, <laughs> golf kid. Right, 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 right. <laughs> it's like, you can, you can hang out with anybody here, but not him. He's politely <laughs> saying. Himself, yeah. Are you going to do more stuff with them? I think so. I think so. I mean, this is kind of the first thing that we, uh, you know, there were some things that I had to kind of, uh, you know, switch around this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the main focus here is SCP. Of course, of course. But I... I, I I hope so. You know, I hope so. It was really a, a fun, fun mm-hmm. thing to do. Really was. It's uh, 
when you're with Johnny, you travel well. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. it's really, really nice. And you know, he he's he's very uh, you know gracious, very mm. gracious person. That's cool, yeah. man. It's yeah. good, good, uh, good yeah. experience. Just as we wind down here, so you mentioned the focus is is Stone Temple Pilots. You're going out on tour. It's yeah. like a short tour. I'm assuming is that just a warm up run? Or? It's a warm up run because we got to remember how to do this. Yeah. Have you guys done a show yet? <laughs> we did one show. Oh, like at the Roxy or we something? We did a Troubadour. A troubadour. Yeah. So how we, was that, Jeff? It was great, man. Yeah. We recorded live, you know, like, yeah. hey, no pressure. But yeah, what did we, you go ahead? So we. <laughs> So the first show, it, it was it was live on Sirius XM. So the first show, no pressure, right? No pressure. No but you're, pressure. but dude, you're cool. So here's another thing I like about it too. It's like when Rob Trujillo joined Metallica. It's a guy who'd been around similar age. Yeah, so important. You guys are similar age. You've been yes. around. You're cool, man. Like I can tell. You're like you understand the yeah. importance of the gig and you respect it. But you're not like you're like fuck dude let me just do my thing. <laughs> well, it's yeah. like certain. It's crazy because like I said, like I feel like everything in my life is has brought me to this moment and but and if i would but if i would have made it when i was younger you know oh man yeah you know, right. who me knows too. who knows if i'd even be alive today you know, know what i mean right. and i, I don't mean mm. to sound bad by saying yeah. that but i think i think about those kind of things you know i was in, i was interested in all the wrong things back then hmm. and now it's now it's like <laughs> about my son and about making music and about doing what i making music keeping it what i love about music yeah. you know what i mean and not getting too too into the other things that don't really matter mm-hmm. as much so i just Keep my focus on that. And I'm going to remember he said that. Okay. <laughs> I got it on tape. I got it recorded got proof, here. Right? How old am I? I got it on tape. I got it digitally recorded. What, what was the first song? Uh, what did you guys open with that night at the Troubadour? Down. It was down. It's so the first Three, song two. you ever officially sang live. Yeah. 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 It was great because, uh, you know, it was still a secret. And we, ha- right. we kept that secret. Everyone was wondering who the singer was going to be. Right. So we had him have one of those Hello, My Name Is <laughs> <laughs> stickers on, which is great. So. Yeah. Did you consider bringing in anybody with name? Uh, like, Not that you didn't have a name, Jeff. I don't mean that oh, disrespectfully, but somebody like um, uh, of a bigger name I, value. You know, um, I don't know if we put that much thought into it. I think maybe doing that would have colored it in a certain direction. Right. You know, because I think the bigger you are, the more personality you have towards what you've done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's no, no. you know what I mean? So I a lot of baggage that. comes with it. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, yeah. You know, kind of. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it sets a certain example up in, in, in the public's mind. Sure. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, it's nice that this is an open thing and we've, you know, done the record, you know, that we wanted to do. Mm. Really proud of this record. It's, it's it's so cool to see though, because at first, not at first, but you're talking about the the, the music competition shows like Idol and, and X Factor, yeah. and now it's like there's a lot of great singers like you know Adam Lambert fronting Queen. I saw that yeah. gig; it was amazing. Well, good for uh, them, man. Oh, because dude, I mean, absolutely, the world. This is how I look at it. People should really cherish the people that are still around because we're not going to be around forever. Agree so you know much. what I mean? There's a lot of stuff about this and that, and there's, man, isn't there enough negativity in the world? You know what I mean? People should enjoy, you know, the people that are here still mm-hmm. and, and, and appreciate that. Because, yeah. man, I, I want to hear Queen 
songs being played live. There's some of, you know, that's the milk in the bottle of music that I grew up on. <laughs> they man. raised you too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was so good too. Like to oh. me, like when people complain, if you're talking about, like, we mentioned Axel and Guns, we're like, the world is better with ACDC in it. Yes. Than with ACDC not in it. And Absolutely. I don't give a shit if it's Axel and Angus and the three of us. Like who, it doesn't matter. Just play the songs and just enjoy the fact they're still doing it, you know? Thank you. Right? I Thank agree you. with that. Absolutely. So, that's kind of how I look at Queen. I mean, you know, good for Brian and good for Roger. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, they should be doing it still. Right. You know what I mean? They earned it. They earned it. They earned They earned to be able to do those songs. And, you know, obviously people are enjoying those songs. Well, so. Adam does a great job, too. Yeah. You know, plus, yeah. he's flamboyant like Fred. Well, yes, so it, makes, yes. it really works. Absolutely. You know, and Absolutely. I can see, like, that's why, uh, like we said, it's better to have them than not have them. Absolutely. And it's the same thing with, with Stone Temple, with Jeff. So the record comes out, then you're going to go on tour. Are you, what's your goal overall for, what's your mission statement? Oh, don't f*** up. Don't f*** <laughs> up. up is number one. I have it tattooed across the inside of my eyelids. <laughs> was there any, uh, was there any uh, uh, hazing for the new kid no, when he came in? No, 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 man. Full respect. Yeah. Full respect. Yeah. I kind of gave him a little background on my past. So they're probably like, man, this guy's been through enough. <laughs> right? Just yeah. leave him alone. Yeah. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Last question for you. What's, uh, what's your favorite song to play live? And same with you, Jeff. Oh, man. I mean, there's so many of them. I mean, you know, it's uh, I think when STP got together and still what we're doing now is trying to, you know, write songs and record songs that will come across the best live. Mm. And I think that was always the, the mentality of is, you know, there's something about getting in front of people mm -hmm. and performing music and, and seeing the look in people's faces and that energy. And, you know, I think as far as energy goes and what jeff is performing uh one of the one of the songs he's performing really great i mean they all sound great but um would be piece of pie i was gonna say the oh, same one sure. i was gonna be yeah. the same one i said too. wow yeah. you got that yeah. one huh well it was the first song i did with you guys when i first auditioned the very first time because um i didn't know the lyrics very well so i was like hey can we do that one first and then mm. they were like why oh, you want to do that one first it's the hardest one to sing i was like and tell them why. <laughs> Reading. I'm like, well, I could sing the it. It's just about your hand. trying to remember it so I don't look like an idiot. You need one of those teleprompters that everybody has yeah, now. Right? Right? Yeah. Exactly. Well, the rest yeah. of them I had played for years in cover bands and different mm -hmm. projects. So especially like trip, something like tripping on a hole, it's like I felt so comfortable in it because if I had to learn it, I would have been like, oh, my God, there's so many lyrics in this song. Yeah, like, yeah. how am I ever going to get this? And that within the however many weeks I have to learn it. But instead, it was just like, oh, I've done that one forever. So yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. You know so I, I had forgotten about that song. And I heard it on the radio once the other day. Gosh, guys, that's such a great tune. You guys have so many great <laughs> tunes that you forget because everyone talks about Interstate Love Song. and all. And, but it's, it's, it's tripping I on forget them too, Chris. Vaseline. Like, yeah. <laughs> you remember how to play them, kid? I forget them too, man. <laughs> well, congratulations, guys. Thank it's you. exciting. Thanks. And uh, I'm, I'm happy for you guys. For Appreciate sure. it, man. Thank you, man. All right. Thank you. All right. The new self-titled Stone Temple Pilots album is out on Friday. Get it on iTunes, Amazon. Listen to it on Spotify. If you heard uh, Allison Hagendorf talk about Spotify the other day on Talk is Jericho, great podcast there. Uh, wherever you buy records, wherever you listen to music, go check it out and go see them live if you ever get a chance. They're a great rock and roll band. I know Wyland is one of the best frontmen in rock and roll, but Jeff is pretty damn good as well. You should see it for yourself. Their tour kicks off May 1st in Atlanta, Georgia at the Masquerade and rolls through the beginning of June. You can get tickets at stonetemplepilots.com. Uh, and speaking of great live shows, come see the Judas Rising Tour 2018 with Fozzie. 
Through Fire, Santa Cruz, Dark Sky Choir. We are in Portland tomorrow night, March 15th at Dante's. This is after we sold out the Whiskey A Go-Go in Los Angeles. We sold out Counts Vamped in uh, Las Vegas. Uh, the tour has been going so great. Uh, Seattle, Washington on the 16th, and then we take a little break before we start up again. March 27th in Milwaukee at the Turner Ballroom. March 28th, Chicago at Bottom Lounge. March 29th, Grand Rapids at the Intersection. March 30th, Detroit at the Shelter. March 31st, Dayton, Ohio uh, at the Rockstar Arena. That is sold out. April 2nd in Cleveland. April 3rd, Pittsburgh at Jurgles. April 4th, Clifton Park at the Upstate Concert Hall. April 5th, New York at the Gramercy Theater. That one's going to sell out very quickly. April 6th, Philly at the Foundry. That one's going to sell out quickly. April 7th, Portland, Maine at Aura. And April 8th, Hampton Beach at Wally's. Remember, you can come see the Fozzie Show and then watch WrestleMania with me afterwards. Um, We're playing early at 5. We'll be finished around 7 just as WrestleMania begins. So come to the show and then come hang out and watch WrestleMania with me. Uh, You can get tickets at FozzieRock.com. Come join us for the VIP meet and greet as well. We do one of the best uh, meet and greets in the business. We'll give you a little mini concert. We play five or six tunes, take pictures and do all that other stuff too. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Those are selling out as well. So please go to FozzieRock.com to check it out. And Words of Jericho coming back to the UK in the spring. Uh, May 21st, Glasgow. May 22nd, Manchester. May 23rd, London. Get your tickets at insidetheropes.co.uk. Manchester is already sold out. And of course, not too late to come hang with Fozzie and me on Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at sea. We leave October 27th from Miami to the Bahamas. 150 bucks. Hold your cabin. ChrisJerichoCruise.com. And once you book your cabin, everything is free. All-inclusive. Concerts, comedy shows, live podcasts, meet and greets, autograph signings, uh, the Ring of Honor, Sea of Honor tournament. All-inclusive. Uh, includes your food as well. And you'll be able to hang with everybody. Jim Ross, Jerry the King Lawler, SoCal Val, Special Cruise Director, Mick Foley, Raven, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, Ray Mysterio, the Keeping It 100 crew with Conan, Disco Inferno, Shane Helms, Beyond the Darkness, scaring the crap out of you with uh, Dave and Tim, uh, Colt Cabana, Marty DeRosa doing the Unprofessional Wrestling Show, that's hilarious, Don Callis and Paul Lazenby doing Kill in the Town, Brad Williams, Ron Funches, Busted Open Radio is going to be there, Dave LaGreca, Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons, King, The Stir, Cherry Bombs, Shoot the Thrill, the world's best ACDC cover band, Blizzard of Ozzy, world's uh, best Ozzy cover band, and of course, Ring of Honor presenting the Sea of Honor tournament aboard the ship. Matches happening live on the boat in the middle of the ocean, and the winner of the Sea of Honor tournament gets a Ring of Honor World Championship title shot in the future. Kenny Omega will be there, and in the tournament, the Young Bucks, Marty Skrull, Briscoe Brothers, Dalton Castle, Frankie Kazarian, Adam Page, Chris Daniels, Jay Lethal, Delirious, Cody Rhodes, uh, Brandy Rhodes. More names to be announced soon, so go to ChrisJerichoCruise.com and get your cabin now. All right, coming up on Friday, he's the most controversial uh, name in, in the pro wrestling business right now. Sammy Callahan is going to be here, and he is pissed off at the world. You're going to hear that this Friday on Talk is Jericho. Uh, until then, in the meantime, and in between time, stay hard, stay hungry, peace, love, and hugs, and a big, yeah, boy!